the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Okay, be a part of the show. Come on out and visit with us. Uh, it's a pretty day here with because it's overcast and it's uh, a nice uh, day. Doesn't feel too hot, and uh, we went to visit with you. We got lots of stuff going on. Uh, and make sure that your calendar is marked for next week uh, because there is lots of stuff happening here. We've got the fall vegetable gardening for kids. And the Lions Club is going to be here from 9 to 3. And talking to Sam, um, who's going to visit with us now. Sam, grab that microphone. And uh, whoop, let me get that so you don't have to worry about it. But, yeah, I've learned all kinds of stuff. Like we've been promoting it primarily for kids. Uh, but this is something that adults can take care of, can participate too if you, if you know somebody that may need it. And, uh, Sam, uh, let me, I'm going to cheat on your last name. Pantusa? Yeah, there we go, Sam. Most people call me Lion Sam because I've oh. known me that for uh, like 44 years now. I joined the Lions Club when I was about six. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your position with the Lions Club? Well, uh, currently I am uh, operations officer for a foundation within our district called the Lions Site Research Foundation. Okay. And uh, we have been uh, very fortunate over the years uh, that our leaders in our district about 35 years ago formed a partnership with the UT Health Science Center. So we work directly with the Department of Ophthalmology out there and have had uh, the good fortune to have some facilities out there that have our Lions name on them. Uh, the one most uh, that we talk about most is the Lions Low Vision Center, which helps people with vision impairment. Uh, those are situations that can't be corrected with uh, glasses or surgery or drugs no. and so forth. So we do that, but uh, we're anxious to come out here and very pleased that we have the opportunity to come out and show the folks uh, what we do out in the community just about every weekend with our mobile eye screening unit because uh, our our mission you may know was uh, given to us in 1925 by helen keller to help people with vision no, impairment. No, i didn't know that part and so uh, one of the things that we do in the community is we invite our clubs and we're part of a 21 county district of clubs uh, there are 16 districts in texas but in any case in our case we have this mobile unit a 40-foot bus that travels around and helps people learn about indications of disease. We don't do diagnosis or anything, but we do screening. So, well, you know, if you uh, lose your independence because of your vision, uh, your entire life changes. So uh, we try to help people learn about those. those I thought that was marriage that did that, Milton. Was that to lose your independence? Milton just recently got married. Thank you, Calvin. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah. Was there a vision issue there? <laughs> no. 
She, <laughs> Maybe she, on she's Laura's looking, part. Uh, yeah, her, could be on her part. Yeah. <laughs> well, besides that, though, we uh, we're very big into the fight against diabetes. So uh, that's uh, it's another thing on our plate. We do uh, diabetes awareness with our mobile unit. We also do vision screening in kit in uh, schools and daycares uh, throughout the community. We did about fourteen thousand kids last year, and typically we find about sixteen to twenty percent of those kids actually need to be referred to, wow. to an eye care professional. But, what, uh, what kind of things is it just sight issues, or is it? Well, uh, you know, one of the scourges of the of uh, the the little kids is lazy eye, amblyopia, okay. and and other diseases like that. And we have a handheld camera system that detects that without them having to be able to read letters or anything like that. So oh, how interesting. we have the capability of learning when they're as young as six months old if there's an issue there. But uh, so we're very proud of, of that uh, ability to do that. And all of that is supported by our foundation. But I'm going to uh, do a little commercial here, too, for the yeah, Texas Lions camp. Absolutely. But, uh, 70 years ago now, we had, and, and all things that come about in our Lions organization come about because an individual member or a couple of members see a need. Our thing is to assess needs in our particular communities and then develop the means to satisfy them, which most, most times that means donations and money, and all of our clubs are out raising money throughout the year. But uh, in Kerrville, we had some lions detected uh, uh, an issue there because of kids with polio uh, back in the late 40s. And back in the late 40s, they determined that it wasn't fair that kids who were suffering from polio didn't have a chance to go to a full summer camp like other kids. So the Texas Lions camp came to be. And today we have uh, at at least 1,500 kids that go through our camp every year. And it's for special needs kids. It's for kids with diabetes because they spend a full week of uh, meeting other folks in their situation, but also learning how to deal with it through nutrition and exercise and having fun and not not having to con- be concerned that it's always there, but live their life to the best of, of their ability. Uh, we also have kids that uh, suffer from burns that go to our camp. We have kids with cancer wow. that go to our camp. So we're very, very proud of that as well. But next week, along with uh, the other things we're doing with vision screening, we're inviting folks to come and bring their used eyeglasses. Yeah. Because, uh, again, uh, many, many years ago, some lions in Midland, Texas, who went on vision mission trips to Central America, uh, always fell short of having enough glasses to give the folks there. So they developed a recycling facility, and today we recycle at least a million and a half pair of glasses every year that are free to anybody going on mission trips or doing research or anything like that. Yeah, so, is, so Calvin, you're going to bring some in next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And well, is, man, is it, they're, they're, they're valuable. You know you know, old glasses are valuable, but you just don't know where. Yeah, what to do with them. Yeah. Well, typically we invite you to talk to Lions. They can certainly call, uh, get a hold of my uh, website, which is www.lionssiteresearch.org. And we'll point you in the right direction. But most times, any uh, any optician collects glasses that we end up recycling for them. Yeah, so you can always ask that question first. There's a there's a uh, club headquarters in San Antonio where you can drop them off to, or, or a, lo- a location. Well, you could uh, you could bring them to my office. Yeah, I have an office over in the medical center. But uh, right. you can give me a call, and we'll we'll make sure that you know how to get uh, get those in the right. But the easiest thing is just uh, optician. Yeah, that's that's the first step, right? That's the first step. Yep. So uh, next Saturday from nine to three, 
um, it's uh, the, the screenings right. for both children and adults. We yeah. kind of started off with the children part because we were doing the vegetable gardening for kids. That's right. So this would be a great opportunity if you're going to be part of that. After that's over, before, because that'll be from 10 to 11, I believe, um, you can come by. What's involved in the uh, in the screening? Uh, what typically happens, uh, you know, if the flow is good, it shouldn't take you but about 20 minutes. And you come through and you register. Uh, we take your blood pressure. You move into the van. And, by the way, it's air-conditioned. So, you guys, if you want to take a break next week, uh, you can come over and sit in our air-conditioned bus. <laughs> can, we, can we broadcast you from you, the bus? You mean we would give up being out here in this? <laughs> well, I know it's tough. Close to nature, I, yeah. I know it's tough. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be there for you. And uh, so what we do is we check acuity, which is near and far vision. Uh, okay. We check uh, eye pressure. And we also check visual field. And then... We also uh, uh, ask uh, those that have been diagnosed with diabetes, if that's the case, because we have some special information for them. And uh, our exit interviewer, our mobilized screening unit manager, taking that into account will give you some information based on what he sees and the readings that we take. Uh, For those who have income issues and don't have the means to do follow-up, the Lions Clubs come into play there as well. Uh, but we also have additional resources that we work with uh, throughout the area that can offer some help in that area, too. Wow. So really just coming next week, uh, if they wanted the screening, great. But they can just talk to somebody about maybe a uh, situation they're in with, with sight right. and with money. Yeah, if you've got kids, you know, that you just uh, w- want to get kind of set a, a line, you want to know right. what their situation is right now. Because right. most of us that have sight problems, we, we, they were detected in the third grade or yeah. the first grade. Correct. Yeah, the school mandatory uh, testing goes on today, but most of our schools rely on the school nurse to do that, and they're overwhelmed. They can't yeah, do it. So Lions come in with our, our screening teams and actually do that in public schools and daycares throughout the area. That's great. Talking to Sam Pantusa of the Lions Club, Lion Sam as they call him. Um, I like that name. That's good. Uh, very clever. All right, so uh, there will be here from nine to three. No appointment necessary. Just come on by. And uh, where you know, you, I know you were talking about the details. Where will you guys be parked? Over in the back? Yes, we're going to be in the back, but we're going to have other tents to oh, have good. informational booths about our camp, about diabetes. Uh, we also are partners with San Antonio Eye Bank, so they will be out here talking about organ donation. Oh, uh, we have a club huh. uh, that's part of the Guide Dogs of Texas. And so they probably will be out here. Oh, they're great. It, and it is amazing yes. what guide dogs can do. Yes, it's it's absolutely absolutely amazing. What? I was just saying, can they play organs or piano? No. <laughs> they, they can't. But if you've ever, maybe we'll, uh, are they going to bring some guide dogs out? Yes, they, they typically show up with uh, All right, somebody so. who knows more about the business than they do. We, we, we may ask. See, or Sam, are you, are you coordinating this? Yes, for All right. the most part. So see if we can get Calvin a guide dog walk. Yeah, I, I've no been problem. on one. What's that? Well, that's that should not be a problem. Because no, no, honestly, I've been on one, and these dogs. So you're 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 blindfolded. You cannot see. They know when cars are coming. They know when a branch is too low for you, and they'll move you around it. Hmm. And the, the hardest part, honestly, was letting the dog have control and not trying to. 
But it was amazing, really, honestly, what these dogs can do. They are well-trained. and, and So they're so, even more amazing than my West Highland Terriers. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have different uh, different abilities. Amazing, different abilities, yes. <laughs> if your West Highland Terriers could do this, we need to train them. No, they go in two, di- two different directions at <laughs> no, the same they, time. Yeah. And this is not going to, they're not, not going to make good guide dogs. I'll, I'll participate by getting in my car and try to run over Calvin when he comes <laughs> to the parking lot. The dog will protect Calvin. The dog will protect the Absolutely. I'm, I'm worried about hurting the dog. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week. <laughs> hey, Sam, okay, so do me a favor. You're going to be here next week, 9 to 3. Uh, this is give me a success story with a child and a success story with an adult if you got one. And if not, sure we put you. Okay, sure do. I, I figured you did. I want to vision screening real quick, but okay. if you go to our website, lionsightresearch.org, you can see some videos that talk about some uh, success stories. One in particular, a, a young girl, she was the... Uh, Second daughter in, uh, in a family of three daughters. And when she got to be two years old, she was sort of stumbling around. And mom said, well, you know, I've already been through this with the first one, so probably no, no big issue. But uh, she also had speech delay. So her speech therapist happened to be a lion in the Floresville Lions Club who also does vision screening on the kids. Uh, Today, that young lady has been fitted with some glasses that kept her from having lazy eye, which would have taken the vision completely out of at least one eye. Wow. And we're very proud of little Emery, who's uh, doing just great. And uh, you'll also see another video of uh, a lady who happened to come through a vision screening, and it was determined that she needed a corneal transplant. And uh, that that occurred, and uh, ever since, she's been in good shape. Very, very cool. All right, so we will encourage folks to come by next week, between next Saturday, between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. for lots of different reasons. Go to com for more information. Uh, are you going to be here next Saturday, too? Oh, certainly. Good. Yes, so sir. we'll visit with you again. Right. But do me a favor uh, for folks that can't come out next week. Uh, is there a website they go to to find out more about all the things that you talked about today? Yes. Uh, specifically, go to the Lions Site Research Foundation website at www.lionsiteresearch.org. Uh, you'll find uh, contact information, phone numbers, and so forth there. By the way, there's a donation button there, too. And, okay. Uh, you know, everything that we do uh, revolves around us uh, making a little money from time to time. So. We would appreciate uh, they visit that uh, that site, uh, look for donations. There is a drop-down where you can do that online and so forth. But uh, we really are looking forward to having lots of folks come out so they can learn a little bit about Lions Club and learn about the other things that uh, we're looking for. I mean, even now, we're looking for kids to go to our camp. Oh, good, uh, really? That's something that we have to do ourselves is reach out and find the kids. All they have to do is know a lion, and then they can automatically be registered for I, that camp. Okay. It costs nothing How about it, somebody that's impressed uh, with all the things that the Lions Clubs are doing? How did they get to be a lion? Yeah. Well, what a, what a question. That's the greatest question a lion can have. Uh-oh, Calvin, way uh, to go. You have to be invited by one of us. And uh, it's not too difficult, but uh, we are certainly looking for folks who have the heart uh, for service. Our motto is we serve, and we look for all kinds of ways to do that. But, uh, no, we encourage anyone that is interested in learning about that to come on out next week and visit with a lion. We have clubs, about 20 different clubs in the area. Our clubs are meant to serve particular communities. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're very easy to work with because some meet at breakfast, some meet at noon, some meet in the evenings. But uh, really, it's, it's all about the way that you would like to serve 
we're anxious to help you do that. Okay. All right. So one more quick commercial, Sam. What's happening next Saturday? Next Saturday at Millburgers. Thanks to the folks at Millburgers. The Lions of the area are going to be out providing free vision screening. They're going to be collecting used eyeglasses. They're going to be uh, explaining things about our Texas Lions camp, uh, about organ donation, and uh, all the other things that Lions do actually worldwide because we are the largest service organization in the world. We've been around 102 years. Very good. Great job. Thank you this is much. not your first radio, I'm Thanks guessing. Thanks for the chance to come out and visit yeah. with you guys. and uh, We'll see you Saturday. As, as I told you earlier, you guys are number one with my wife, certainly. I wish y'all were on for about five hours, so when I play golf, <laughs> she's got something to do all that time. Thanks Goodness. very much. Okay, thanks. We'll have her call us, and we'll, we'll help her out some more. Thanks, Sam. Bye. We'll see you next Saturday, man. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for hanging around. You take care, man. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. By the way, um, if you didn't get that information, uh, uh, call us at the station, talk to Al, and I'll try to get you uh, the information too. But uh, just come on out next Saturday. Uh, this is really cool that we're doing this. It's kind of an idea that kind of just kind of came up um, through conversation. And uh, Trace is up here on the porch with us. Uh, we have another event that's happening next Saturday too. You want to? Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's uh, the kids' uh, vegetable garden. Yep. So we kind of tied it in. Kids will be here. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we our goal is to have the kids outside, not behind the video game in the, in the living room. And what better way than learning about growing vegetables? So uh, Mary will be giving them some seeds. They'll actually be planting some plants. Uh, just to encourage them to be outside and stewards of nature. Well, it's more than that, Trace. I mean, it's fun, and uh, we we all do it, so we think it's good for the kids. Well, in fact, it really is good. We, Jerry and I have participated in some research through the years here in San Antonio and uh, other places. Kids that learn to garden and participate in gardening do better in school. They do better in their, their uh, civic uh, contributions in, in terms of their their life. And so it's a pretty, uh, p- pretty valuable experience. But plus, like you say, it's a lot of fun. And apparently, people like it. This seems to be a hobby and activity that you can take through the rest of your life if you learn how to do it. I didn't learn how to do it. And look at me. I'm just, yeah, look at you. I'm just hurting the plants. Well, as we <laughs> as we learn, learned, uh, Jerry and I, and and the show too. There. Even people that don't garden, in the back of their mind is that they are gardeners, and they're going to eventually garden. And so they're always interested in the in the issues and learning more about it. They like to talk about it too. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a great activity, very valuable. Just as Trace said, worth worth all the efforts. And Milpergers makes big efforts too. Yeah. So if you want to be a part of that, and we'll talk with Mary when she comes by too. Uh, Ever come visit? With oh, us. do we have to? Sure. Oh, <laughs> and um, but the, we encourage you, RSVP. How are we doing on attendance? I think there's still some spots. Okay, there's still some spots. So uh, there is no cost, just like the screening. No cost for that too. Uh, but the um, we need you to RSVP so they know how many supplies to have. So you RSVP by calling two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven Six zero. Hey, will you hang with us for a second sure. while we take a call? James is on the line with a broccoli question. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? 
Oh, pretty good, man. I got all the hard work done early, and then I'm taking a break inside with the air conditioner on. Now stop that. You do that to us every week, James. Oh, man. You're just, I get you're, you're just early, mean. Man. You're I'm just a... mean. Oh, how is that air conditioning? Is it nice? Well, I got, got to maybe adjust one of the louvers. It's not blowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on with your broccoli? Okay. Um, about 20 years ago. 30 years ago, I grew a broccoli called uh, the Seco. The Seco. It's uh, D I uh, one word C I C C O. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's an old, uh, I guess, an Italian broccoli. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hairy market. Uh, I think they used to sell it on seed racks too. Yeah, it's on the rack. Um, we used to do Pac-Man, and that gets pretty big, and uh, it uh, it was on a 24-inch spacing, but I haven't grown that DeSico in, guys, 30 years, and I don't know how big it gets. Uh, I wonder if you got all the professionals up there on the porch. I was wondering if I need to put it at a 3-foot Oh, but we're all much younger than that. <laughs> to, <laughs> to know, yeah, that's, that's before our time. But yeah. anyway, the the reason uh, the original broccoli that we recommended for so long before they could make in the seed was Green Comet. Yeah. And uh, I remember Malcolm Beck saying that uh, said that he wasn't going to plant anything with Green Comet. And I said, <laughs> when I'd gone out to tell him that there wasn't going to be seed anymore. And uh, he said, "No, that doesn't matter. I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to grow anything but green corn." And I told him, "I said, I will bet you, within three to five years, you're growing nothing but uh, the one we have now, and you won't grow green comet anymore." And he said, "Well, why you say that?" I said, "Because they're not making the seed, fool. <laughs> they're not doing the seed anymore. That was a good broccoli." But yeah, the one you're talking about has a tendency to have uh, not very compact heads. Uh, you know, not, no, not main central heads like the hybrids do. Jerry, we're picking it for the side shoots. We're going to wash them and bag them and uh, sell yeah, them for side yeah. shoots. Well, that so, would be good for side shoots. And there's some okay, cooks that how, prefer how that. How big is that? Loose I want to know. If I need to space those plants at three feet, because they got we got to get around them to cut side shoots. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's good to space them. Uh, we gen- generally with broccoli, when you plant it close together, you get a lot of uh, small head. You get smaller heads, but you get higher yields. Yeah. And when we you plant the them green magic, further apart, Jerry, we do the green magic at two foot. When we do green magic, but we just harvest the heads. Yeah, right. That's good. But but this some is of us be... do green magic at three foot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's easier to grow. Yeah, it, especially if you fertilize a lot. Okay, will that stuff go into? Uh, will it keep side shoots up if it's watered and fertilized into December? Yes. You better talk about green magic. Well, green no, magic that in that. That broccoli that uh, that okay Cisco. okay the other one uh yes it will oh okay 
Yeah, I better put it at three feet if we got to get around it and cut side shoots. Yeah. All righty. Uh, thanks, James. Thanks. You take care. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll do plant of the weekend? Yes, I think so. All right, back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, the phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Trace is with us. <sighs> back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11. And it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost. But we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-497. 3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national Investor of the Year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com to access our free live training event schedule. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The rain is falling through the mist of sorrow. 
Real quickly, I want to talk to you about Deck and Patio Care. Thanks to Dale, but I've been thinking about that call all week, who uh, works with uh, Barry Hagendorf at another company, and they recommend it to their customers who need uh, their decks repaired or restained. And what he said was that Barry Hagendorf is the Bill Gates of, uh, of patio care. This guy knows what he's doing. He's an expert. He's taking it to the next level. Uh, he studied this, and as soon as you start talking to Barry, you'll rec- you'll realize that he's a he's a a deck and patio geek. He <laughs> loves this stuff. So, go to deckandpatiocare.com. Fall's coming. Weather's going to get nice. You may want to spend time on there, uh, and then let's see if he'll take care of you and uh, and make sure that the deck looks great. Or you may want to do it now for uh, the winter and the spring. Uh, so give him a call, 822-9147. That's 210-822-9147. But I encourage you to go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, all spelled out, so you can see some examples. They're beautiful right on the front page, and you'll go, you know what? Wow. And like Barry says, it really can look new again. That's Deck and Patio Care with by Barry Hagendorf. All right, 210-308-8867. Trace is all in the Porsche. All right, Trace, what else is going on? Well, we got a lot of stuff in this week that we haven't had in a while. So, oh, good. Uh, things like Blackfoot Daisy, uh, Bush Germander, and Trailing Germander. Um, there's a. Is that shrimp, shrimp plant? The uh, golden yeah, shrimp plant? Yellow, yellow shrimp. Yeah, is that's new. pretty. And uh, some more variegated firebush. And we also got the uh, pink pride of Barbados okay. in stock. So uh, there's a lot of new things popping up, and uh, the weather's cooperating. As it cools off, there'll be more and more. Uh, and a lot of those are actually on the special for the one gallon perennials. So yeah. Blackfoot daisies are new. We got a few more of those uh, variegated ice plants that y'all liked last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so again, a lot of it's on that that special for uh, that four eighteen. That Pavonia over there is really nice. showing on. It's, it's definitely uh, blooming. Yep, definitely blooming. Uh, Artemisia we hadn't had in a while. So uh, Dominita we haven't had in a while, and we just now got in uh, some for the sauce package. Oh, good. Uh, and that's going in full force now. So. Uh, if you're interested in uh, in doing something with saws, they can give you a hundred dollar rebate. That's uh, good towards fifteen plants, uh, one cubic yard of mulch, and uh, you have to remove two hundred square foot of grass, caps any sprinkler systems that would be there, and it's kind of a pretty good deal. So a lot of those things are on that four dollar and eighteen cent special, and you can actually get a lot more for your money even with that coupon right now. That'd be perfect for um, if you wanted to do a butterfly and hummingbird garden. Yeah. yeah you bet. Yeah. Hey, so cool. can you ask your question on the air? Are you comfortable doing that? All right, come on back around. We'll uh, let Trace be a part of this. Here you go. Uh, you're on the air. How can we help you? Okay. I'm, I have a, uh, an appetite for, I want to get some of those dates. I mean, those uh, fruit figs. But I <laughs> also have an appetite for dates. Okay. Okay. Morocco. Huh? Morocco is the best place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a date palm over around um, uh, San Francisco Steakhouse that puts out some good dates. I know that. 
Why aren't there any other? When a package of dates costs eight to twenty dollars, why isn't there a date farm, date palm farm? Well, a lot of them don't take cold well. That so one over there is quite. It must be. In it the might right be in place. a sheltered area, yeah. I and mean, we've been doing really good with these uh, big medjools that we have. Uh, along the, the side, so that's probably what it is. Yeah, uh, they're super expensive. So uh, I mean, the just palm the trees, palm, are... yeah, and they're very hard to come by. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, what, is there uh, California have a date date palm industry too? Doesn't it? Coachella, yeah. Coachella yeah. Valley. Okay, and, yeah. and they tried to introduce the uh, dates. Back in the in the 30s and 40s, and they planted uh, they planted some uh, varieties at uh, at uh, right outside of Crystal City, down down in that area, and uh, they got them they they had them brought in by John John Nash Garner. Yeah, Garner State the, Park, the vice president. Yeah, at that time. And uh, at the same time, they brought them into the uh, Coachella Valley in uh, California. Uh, the problem we had with them here is, uh, first of all, they had to be hand-pollinated. The, the true date farm has to be hand-pollinated. So are you up to climbing up and down those yeah. trees? Yeah. <laughs> and the trees are big. And uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, wow. about harvest period, about harvest time in the winter garden, they would run into rainy spells. Oh, which would rot the fruit. So, uh, but uh, so they never took off. The trees are still standing at the old Crystal City Experiment Station. Huh. They're planted by uh, uh, Mr. Ernest Mortensen, who is a good friend of mine and the show, and. Uh, so uh, they they're still standing. They're long-lived tree. Yes. And uh, they they and uh, like Trey said, you can only propagate them from pups or from uh, side shoots off of the the original oh. plant. And uh, that takes a long time. <laughs> uh, they they they're long-lived tree. Well. You know they are because they're around the oasis, right? In the dry areas, right, right. Yeah, so, so it doesn't rain on them when the fruit's ready. Right. I didn't. Yeah, it's that's an interesting. Yeah, you know, but but there's only a few places in the United States that grows and and sells date palm. Hmm. Okay. I, I that know. was amazing. That came out of Jerry. I mean, I, <laughs> I guess very educational. Yeah, but I, I guess when you're old, you go, you have these yeah. suddenly these clear thoughts, and you associate with older people, uh, like Mister Mortensen, who's passed away since then. Huh. Oh, is that in PlantAnswers.com? Yeah, yeah. I, I always uh, use his write-up on date palms around uh, Palm Sunday uh, before Easter. So. Uh, yeah, if you want to read that on uh, in the that would be archives, yeah. just go to plantanswers.com and probably just do a search for uh, date palm. Eight to eight to twenty dollars a package doesn't sound so much anymore, does it? <laughs> no, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, I, I know we have a um, an olive farm out at Elmendorf. Yeah. And I, I don't. I, I think they've got other products too, but that's kind of neat that the olive tree likes this area. No, the olive tree doesn't like this area. It doesn't. If you want, if the olive tree will live in this area, but uh, the production is very sparse. Is it because of the soil? It's because mainly of the heat of uh, the heat of the summer, and the uh, also the uh, the early spring heats that come oh. come about. So uh, they're looking at different varieties to sit, find one that'll yield, but uh, well, the, it, took, it took them the longest time to find varieties that would live. Yeah. So they're getting more sophisticated, more sophisticated. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it, it is interesting well, pro- process yeah. they went through. Who was it that had Love Creek Ranch? And, uh, Baxter Adams. He did a lot of work to get those apples to grow. Yeah. I it's think what. Twelve grafts in a, or yeah, seven or eight yeah. grafts in a foot. Yeah, yeah, but they did, but he didn't get them to grow very long. Did he? <laughs> but that and the nutria that got to him. Or con, con, it was cotton, cotton root, root rot. rot. Oh, that too, huh? Cotton root rot, yeah. And they tried some in Kerrville too. What is it I hear? Have you heard about the banana blight? That's yeah, in, in Asia, Thailand, and now it's in Colombia. You're just full of good news today, aren't oh, you? Oh, I'm going to go buy some stock in the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I love those bananas. Okay. Okay. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. By. Good Thank question. You so Thank you. You take care. Thanks for coming by. Uh-oh. Yes, ma'am. What's your question? Here, let's see. We have one more question. Yes, ma'am. My name is Layla, and I was just wondering... Why bees sting people? Because I've seen it happen so many times. Why bees sting people? Well, he yeah. used to he used to run around with they're, bees. Uh, they're they're abused by people. Yeah. Oh, they they get in the way of the bee. Oh. Ah. So yeah, it's the bee. It's the people's fault, not the bees. So they're protecting themselves. Yeah. All right. Did that help you? Go oh, good. All right. Well, thank you for that question. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Oh. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Cool. What's all this? Huh? I'll explain it in a sec. Okay. Well, nice talking to you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. All right, Trace, you ready? I'm ready. It's time for the... Plant of the Weekend. All right, so this was actually intended to be the Plant of the Weekend about two weeks ago, but I had to wait and see what the bloom actually looked like. Um, This is a, a unique Crossandra. And we think we've narrowed it down to one called Green Ice. Uh, when when we, were, we bought it, it said it was a bluish color. Mm-hmm. And I can see a little bit of blue, and I can see a little bit of green. Uh, most everybody's familiar now with the normal Crescendra, which is orange. Mm-hmm. And I have seen yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, this is a greenish blue. And uh, it's kind of different. Um, 
The bloom spike kind of looks like a shrimp plant, just like the other Cassandra, but a very unique colored bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bunch of them, but we sold them, so we're down to ten. <laughs> Don't uh, you hate that when you sell that stuff? Yeah, but I wanted to see what it, what the bloom really looked like before right. I before I could say some anything nice about it. So uh, they're six ninety nine. There's ten of them, and it's called Green Ice Cassandra. Um, just like all the other Cassandras, it's a tropical plant, so it can't take cold. So you'd want to grow it in a pot. Yeah, it's the first time I in a while I've seen their big label on there. Will not survive the winter. Or yeah, uh, not cold hardy. Yeah, what we put on there. So um, that's not a bloom right there. Is yeah, it? that's the bloom. That's the bloom. That's the bloom. Trace is green. That's it's got a blue tinge to it. A blue tinge to it. A blue tinge. They looked it up and they think it's one called green ice. So Milton's googling it now. Is so green ice, Cassandra? Yes. Yeah. Do you sell green roses too? Uh. <laughs> Used to that. That's Last year we had one uh, St. Patrick's, I believe, was a, a green one. Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't remember if there's a green one coming this next the year. The oldest, the oldest antique rose is a green rose. And uh, Greg Grant always used to show it to me. He said, "Look, there's the green rose," and I, I would act like I didn't see it, you know, because it's green. Yeah, you'd and you'd always ask the question. <clears throat> Why do you have a rose where the flowers are the same color as leaves? Why just why don't just have the leaves? Yeah, but I I guess back in the old days, eighteen hundreds, they uh, saw that was unique rose too. Mm-hmm. Funny cool. how people are that way. Gardeners, yeah, like unique stuff. Yeah. Huh. Well, All right. So we've got ten. Ten. All right. So if you want one, you can uh, come by quick as possible. Now these are not included because in the no, it's a it's a tropical. So oh, that's right. A, so it's with the perennial. Yeah. So it's not a perennial. Wow. That, there's lots of folks getting those perennials at four dollars and eighteen cents, uh, or four for five since we're getting a lot of them. Uh, if they want one, they can call and have you put one aside yeah. if they can't make it today at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven Six zero. And, and any of the things I mentioned earlier, too, that we had been out of stock, if they want, like the the uh, bird, uh, the Mexican Bird of Paradise, the pink version, yeah. and uh, the Dominita, any of that interests you, by all means, give us a holler and we can reserve some for you. Oh, well, good. Okay. Well, they should come by, though, too, because the uh, butterfly garden is in spectacular condition right now. Every, all the plants are large and filling the space. All the blooms... Um, this morning when I got here, went in there and the and the porterweed, the the red porterweed, there was a uh, hummingbird, a uh, pipevine swallowtail, <laughs> and a big bumblebee. All all of them on the same plant. Yeah, on the same plant, kind of shifting around, kind of <laughs> trying to ignore each other. Oh, know, okay. They, they, but uh, lots of other things are are blooming in there too. Yeah, so you you could uh, you can see the example. And see it full of uh, butterflies and hummingbirds, and then the, the plants are out here in the uh, Milburgers. A lot of them are covered up, are part of the uh, saws uh, list too. So you get uh, get a combination, really get a good value out of it, and have a spectacular hummingbird butterfly garden in your yard. Have you got any bougainvilleas left? Yes, fifty percent off. Yeah, fifty percent off. What uh, got into y'all? Well, 
<laughs> we want to pass along a good deal. There you go. That's a good and deal. And we don't want to protect him when it gets cold. And have you seen yeah. some of the bougainvilleas around town? No, yeah. They're, yeah, they're really. They're I'll take kidder. a picture in our neighborhood. They're they're tall. They've got the big spiky. Clusters of bloom. Yeah, yeah. they look incredible. Calvin's article today mentions or talks about bougainvilleas. How about that? Yeah, there's uh, information there. And then, of course, in Plant Answers, there's just lots and lots of information on bougainvillea. But bougainvillea is a, kind of a an inter- different kind of plant. Uh, yeah. I always hate to, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you give some gardening basics, you know, root reservoir and room for the roots and keep them watered. Then you have to say, well, on Bougainvillea, this is kind of an exception. You know, they like, <laughs> yeah. they like to be uh, root-bound, and uh, if you're going to get the best bloom out of them. And then they're they're one of the few plants, too, that uh, responds really well to or requires that you let it dry out before you water it. Yeah. So that it's kind of an easy one when we get a call and say, my Bougainvillea is not blooming. What do we do? We ask if it's in full sun. <laughs> we ask yeah. if, the, if it, they've transplanted it late, lately, and we ask how much they're watering it. And if they're all those three, uh, if they have to change that kind of management, then they'll start blooming. Yeah. So does it frustrate you when you drive through San Antonio and you do see ones that aren't planted in the ground that are absolutely gorgeous? No, because it works. It works for a while. Yeah. Okay. Now, because the one I'm, I'll bring the picture of the one tomorrow. But yeah, it's just in his. It's in a little flower bed in front of the house, and it's up to the. It must just be perfect, man. Maybe it's protected too, because his house faces south, so it doesn't get the cold. Yeah, that's good. The northern wind, but and gets a lot of sun. But yeah, it's up to the the rooftop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an old one. Yeah. yeah, and some of them they plant in like a. The soil between sidewalks, mm-hmm. which is a, almost Ooh, the, almost nice. the same as. Having it be root bound in there. Right. Yeah, no, no, that's right. That, that's a good idea. Trace, what else? I, I think that's it. I'll know, a okay. lot, I'll know a lot more in the morning. Okay, cool. Well, tomorrow morning, tomorrow we'll visit well, with you in the mm-hmm. Up what? what? Oh, are you, we're getting close to the time to, uh, you got to get your fall garden, uh, fall tomatoes in. Oh, yeah, you're running, and, out, uh, running out of time. And uh, we've got a great selection of the one gallon uh, containers full. And there's, they're the ones you should probably use at this time because they they are at least as large as the ones I've had in the ground for four weeks. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they were planted when when the temperatures were so hot and uh, uh, people didn't want to plant tomatoes at the right time. And so these were planted at the right time in gallon containers. So yeah. they, they did it for you. And I see, I saw Celebrity 8849, uh, 602. Tycoon. Ruby, Ruby uh, Crush. Tycoon. Yeah. With a lot of, all the ones we talk about are pretty much in the, available. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's all those tycoons over there. Too. Yeah. Very cool. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. How can we help you? 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Join us this Saturday at 2 p.m. when we talk with Jason Jones, border security expert, about the recent cartel war that's broken out in Mexico. We will also talk with the Combined Law Enforcement Association of Texas about the restrictions that liberal politicians are placing on local police officers, which endangers them and the public. Join us on El Conservador with George Rodriguez on Saturday at 2 p.m. Central on 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Your child's education is one of the most important things they'll ever receive. And now on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com, get great deals on tuition to some of the area's best Christian schools. Click on the Discount Tuition button and get information and pricing on limited-time deals from Salem Sayers Christian Academy, Trinity Christian Academy, and River City Christian Schools. Save money and give your child the Christian education they need for a bright future at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me drowned And apparently Karen did not live in South Texas where Rainy days get us very excited. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. According to weather.gov, still a 40% chance of showers today after 1 o'clock. So uh, we'll see. We're, we're getting there. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. You're listening to Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas, and we encourage you to 
Call in with your gardening question. Tell us what's going on. How can we help you today? Are you getting excited about fall gardening? Well, we want to help you with it. 210-308-8867. Take a second to talk about things you're probably not excited about, things you're probably frustrated about, and that's probably uh, things like ants or roaches or things that are running around your house (laughs) that you don't want running around your house, unlike some people on the porch. There you go. Uh, And uh, if you don't want them, you need to call Spider-Man Pest Control. He will end that frustration uh, and get rid of those insects and uh, keep them out. That's what he does. He, he looks for solutions that not only involve killing them immediately, but also making sure they don't come in. That sounds so savage. Well, you know what? I, most people that have ants or roaches kind of want a savage solution. And actually, the solution can be organic or it can be a synthetic. He'll work with you on both, and he'll be up front with you. If uh, if you say you want something organic and it's his experience that you're going to be disappointed, he'll tell you. I mean, you can still choose it, but you're going in there with realistic expectations of how it will work. It's Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721, that your web of protection since 1976 at 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. Dot com. We've got an open line right now, so you call us at 210-308-8867. I wonder if there's a break-even point or a break-even number of roaches that you have that you call Spider-Man. If there's a break-even point? In other, in other <laughs> words, number. As a de- it depends on the person. Oh. Yeah, if it actually does. If the person up. does not like cockroaches all they got to do is see one yeah and they're calling oh one is too many what number number are you at now i'm uh, generally one per room (laughs) so if if the roaches in jerry's house are listening (laughs) do not leave wherever you're hiding more than one per room one per room yeah which i enjoy killing uh, oh, well, I, I didn't know if they knew that. Yeah. I thought you were loving on them and raising them like family. and You know, and, it, it, they keep me company. Yeah, watching TV with them. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for our audience. Oh, good. All right. 210-308-8867. Well, are you sure that's... How do you know it's going to be good, Milton? Uh, I, I just know <laughs> this it. This is Jerry. We're that's right. true. Okay. Two one zero. Got your hand on the button. Three zero eight. Yes. Eighty-eight. Uh, I'll be prepared. Two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. What you is know, your I used to do a call-out program. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we would randomly if, call if, people if, off the out of the phone go. book. If, and people, just, if people didn't call us. Yeah. We call them. Well, we got the we got a very smart audience, so I'm sure you will not stump them. Well, you know, some of our audience, I believe, are are organic types. They're organic gardeners, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Calvin and I are kind of organic. But uh, I got a question uh, yesterday, 11.40 a.m. It says, uh, live oak trees were fed with... 79.5 brick, brick cane molasses and they're dying. So all you molasses users out there, I warn people about how dangerous these organic products are. But uh, here, here's, here's proof 
positive method. I'm not sure about this. He said, uh, good afternoon, Dr. Parsons. He said, uh, seeking your expertise and knowledge bank to see if there's any way to revitalize these trees that were fed the above-mentioned molasses, 79.5 bricks of cane molasses. A friend of mine's boss has over 50 trees that are dying, and we believe it's due to molasses that they were using. Hmm. I told you about those molasses. Why do they? Why do they make that connection? I don't know. They they applied the uh, well, molasses. It's, a, it's the same as the yeah. It's the same as the balmos. Uh, Our uh, oh. tr- <laughs> oak trees with the uh, ball moss in. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Age. They applied uh, molasses, and a tree died, so yeah. they must be related. But, <laughs> and but, I, I'm claiming that's right. That's what happened, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, the I, I warn these people on about the and organic again, solutions. Again, the opinions of the hosts are purely <laughs> their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Millburgers and <laughs> he could, I, he any, could, anybody else. He continued, do you have any suggestions as to what to keep these trees that are still living alive. Dig them up and move them. Feed them with another chemical to offset the molasses given. Any advice, tips, suggestions, or appreciate it? All right, now I don't we, we suppose, suppose they gave you any more. No, that's all they gave Because, you. You, you know, it's so unusual to have live oaks if you had... Live oaks are generally don't die in mass like that. Hmm. You might, you might with uh, oh, what's the the white oak uh, that down uh, in compa- the compa- uh, the box and plant canker. Yeah, or or the uh, yeah, the one that is real sensitive to uh, traffic over the roots and everything. They, they, but live oaks are just so individually strong. Yeah. That, that you wouldn't expect. I wonder if I wonder too if they have uh, identified the trees right. Oh, you don't think they were? I just can't he, imagine. He doesn't, he, he doesn't give where he's from. Or, you know, are they just uh, in a in a row in a nursery and yeah, and some there's something else that got applied along with them, or they haven't been watered, or they're young trees if they're. Soggy. You're forgetting about the molasses, Calvin. That stuff's deadly. Have you heard of other situations where molasses has no. actually killed? No, I have to admit I have not. <laughs> okay. On that note, we need to take a quick break, so uh, you can call us in. They're if killers, can, I'm telling you. If you've got molasses situations. They're very sticky. Uh, sticky. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a sticky situation. 210-308-8867. Back after this on 930 AM. The... We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. That's our phone number, 210-308-8867. Again, don't forget, next Saturday from 9 to 3, we've got uh, the... uh, 
Folks from the Lions Club will be here doing screenings for adults and children. A great day to bring your old frames. You don't have to take the lenses out. You don't have to do anything. Just bring them here. They'll take them and they'll put them to good use with uh, people that need glasses but maybe can't afford to go and get them. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know why I lost you. No, I said that view with you. It's me. <laughs> okay, I'll fix it. Okay, at the same time, you can uh, look at the butterfly garden. And also at the uh, that's display of the, the sauce planting of, you know, all the plants that are available in that uh, uh, sauce $100 rebate that you can get. Um, so... It's worth worth making a trip and and get a chance to dispose of the, all those old glasses that you knew someday would be valuable yeah. for somebody. So they'll help they'll help somebody else out a great deal because uh, sight issues, as he said, uh, really limit your independence and your uh, ability and your quality of life. And if uh, you know if that if money is keeping you from getting it, sometimes that's just the fact. But you can make a difference and help them get the glasses by donating something that's just sitting in a closet mm-hmm. or sitting in a in a drawer. So a lot of them go to undeveloped un- countries too, where the where they're just as there aren't oh, services there. Cool. I have a question. So anyway, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did you have a question? Oh, you got a question just for Calvin? Okay, can we ask it on the air? You don't have to. Okay, you ask Calvin, and I'll. I'll Thank you, Melson, for not scaring her off. All right. How can I help you? Anyway, on these glasses. Yeah. Now, we we all get prescriptions to get our glasses. Right. So how are they going to fit these to children or adults or whatever? Well, we'll ask next week. They, they, not, they probably don't have the same No, no. They're, they're, that we they're putting new lenses in. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're putting new lenses in, so they're getting the frames and putting new lenses oh, in. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that no, makes no. sense, okay. But I mentioned don't, because uh, I think Calvin said something uh, a couple weeks ago, and he sort of implied that, you know, you needed to take your lenses out. No, just bring them. They'll, they'll they take, take the, the lenses Yeah, they, and they can they can retrofit them as the kids, okay, kids say sense. these days. Good good job, Melvin. Thank you. I was scared where you were going for that. <laughs> If you've got molasses and a child with an issue, then what do you do? Uh, Sharon, oh. Oh, Jerry, are there, uh, have we got any Moy Grande here? We don't, do we? Uh-uh. Um, constantly looking for them, but Is there something similar that, that you would recommend? And... No. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Moy Grande hibiscus? Oh, did you have one and it died? No, I want to buy one. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh but ask Trace. Now, Trace gets some in periodically. Yeah, uh, and he can kind of. And, order, and they he, are. He's constantly looking for them. Yeah. It just once it, in a while you can find a small number. Or, and what he'll do is he'll put you on like a wish list, so that when they do get them in, no, 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 seriously, he'll call you and say you, so you don't have to. You can stay at home and stop shopping. You know, from every nursery. And just, you're not. You know, if they call you, you're not obligated. But uh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. Good. Well, tell Trace. We'll find Trace up in the front, and he'll help you. Good. Thank you. Okay. Or Mary, if Mary's up there too, she could put you on the list too. Yeah. There you go. Right, so, somebody luck. will put you on the list. All right. 
All right, 210-308-8867. Sharon is on the line. Sharon, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Good. How can we help you? Okay. I have poinsettias that I've kept over since Christmas. All right. What can I do to keep them going and bloom at Christmas again? Did you repot them? No. Oh, come on now. Uh, They're beautiful did, right did, now. Have you been fertilizing them? No. <laughs> uh, you're asking a lot of your poinsettias. Uh-huh. Uh, she she doesn't you, have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, I would uh, keep fertilizing them. Okay. And uh, uh, keep them in the morning sun, afternoon shade. Got that. In another, uh, another well, words, yeah. keep them growing. Mm-hmm. Are, are they Got growing that. or have they dropped most of the leaves? Oh, no. They're full bloom. I mean, full, full okay. of leaves. That's, that's They're good. really beautiful. Okay. Uh, well, if, if they stay beautiful... <laughs> When the uh, when the uh, sun gets uh, less, we have shorter days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will initiate a bud. Now, the uh, we used to talk about uh, putting them in the closet and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I don't think it, with these newer varieties, uh, very few people black cloth their poinsettias anymore. Okay. So it it should go ahead and naturally turn, start having red bracts on it. Uh, and what uh, what temperature per se should I bring them in? Oh, oh uh, well, they don't like they don't like for, freezing. Yeah, well, forty I know degrees that. or below. Yeah, forty forty degrees or below. Forty or below. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So. And That's it wouldn't hurt to give them a little uh, uh, slower leaf, fer- uh, not the slower leaf, uh, water soluble fertilizer like Miracle Grow. Okay, I got that. I, what I have is some water soluble. Uh, and spray the fertilizer. spray the fu- spray the foliage, and, uh, and then let it, uh, uh, and then put some on the root system. Oh, spray the the foliage with the fertilizer. Yes, ma'am. With the Okay, so just kind of bathe them with it. Yes, ma'am. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Well, know, how many you got? How many have you got? Just one. I think I have either three or four. Okay. Very cool. Well, let let us know when they start uh, coloring up. Okay. When the black start changing. Yes, ma'am. You okay. you uh. You got them at a... Where did you get the poinsettias? Do you mind telling me? You know, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think they may be in some that was left over from church. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, cool. I That's just, all right. You know, kept him in the house until spring and set him out uh, beside my house, and they're just doing real pretty. And now I know a friend has one that she's kept it inside the whole time. And hers is just real pretty too. Wow! Well, they're, they're making uh, hardier—I guess that's the word—poinsettia varieties now. 
that, yeah. that can tolerate uh, drying out, and you must be doing an excellent job of uh, keeping it well watered. Every other and, day. Uh, okay, that's good. Thanks, yeah. Sharon. Tell us. Will you tell us what happens? Okay. <laughs> will you keep us I've informed? It was good, my, uh, good to see you last night, my... Sharon. Okay. Huh? It was good to see you last night. Oh, yes, you too. Thank you That's for coming. Sharon. We had a great Sharon time. Sharon was one of the attendees at the uh, 50th anniversary of the uh, Men's the Garden, Garden Club, Club of San Antonio. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Sharon. Yeah. All right, 210. I put my, oh, I put my amaryllis to sleep. So Okay. Uh, now we'll don't 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 wake it up till. No, they're turned sideways. So, unless okay. Oh, uh, should I actually may be wiser to take them? You know, like put them in the garage, uh, gradually until yeah. October. Yeah, they, they need to be kept dry. Yeah, so far we have no problem with that, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You're thinking it might start raining again? Well, I'm hoping. (laughs) Uh, We're just due for rain any day now. They say today. Yeah, there's 40% chance this afternoon. All right. Thanks, Sharon. You take care. Bye, Sharon. All right. 210-308-8867. Beth is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fairly well. Thank you for Good. taking my call. I always hate to hear people say that, but anyway. That's a, I, you're more than welcome. I am really concerned. I have two huge sycamore, just native sycamore, not the, not the Mexican one, that were planted in the late 50s and early 60s, and traditionally... Every July, about the first week, they lose about a third of their leaves, which I'm used to. But this time, last week, all of a sudden, both trees have lost all of their leaves, and they are huge, huge trees. And the leaves this year were enormous, almost not as big as a dinner plate, but really large. They put in so much foliage, you know, when we were having all the rain. Anyway, my question is... Uh, is it okay to leave these leaves as long as they're dry and just let them lie on top of the grass and act kind of like shade for the soil, you know, rather than rake them up and expose the shallow soil to the full sun, just to leave the leaves like little umbrellas? How thick are, are the leaves? Well, they vary. They're a little bit higher than ankle. Hi, but there's just so many of them, and of course the wind has yeah. blown them together. I would, the, there's some some folks. I, I I would guess that Neil Sperry would say, you gotta you gotta either collect them or you gotta run the mower over them. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate just to leave them, but uh, the the never hurts to run the mower over them. Right. And well, they get they get so crispy too that uh, <laughs> one time the you know one one time over with the mower, you end up with uh, all the pieces in there, but they filter in and they don't they insulate, but they don't shade as much as you have at this point. Well, the main thing um, I was concerned about was if I'm not I'm, as I'm watering those trees, 
this by laying the hose on the ground and not let the tops of the leaves get wet because I didn't want to pat them, you know, cause them to mat down, you know. And that's why right. I thought I thought by just leaving them and kind of keep them scattered around loosely, that was shade. One of the things that happened about ten days ago, I had someone come in and mow the St. Augustine that was under the trees because it had gotten so high, and I think exposing that soil to the sun then might have been the trigger to set these off to start dropping leaves. I don't know, but anyway, in the past, there there have been certain of the branches way out in like the drip line area, you know, younger branches that would die back, maybe six or eight feet, and but then eventually they would break and fall off, and that was fine. I was never concerned. So after these leaves fell off this time, I was looking the other day really examining, and I saw where there are some of those younger branches do have little leaves on them, and they're, they're dry, hanging, and I know that's a sign of dead trees. But I'm, I'm not concerned that these two huge, giant trees are, are going to be dying. But anyway, so I, that's why I was wondering if I leave the leaves and let them shade, and then just put the hose on and let them let it run. It would not be practical. I don't think it would be very practical right now to run the mower over them. It just seems like it would mess up shading that soil. You know, beside my I lawnmower. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the shading the soil is going to be a big factor. But I don't think it hurts a bit just to leave them. Cherry just go ahead and leave them like that. And then I was wondering, too, should I put some, like, green and grow or one of those lawn fertilizers, should I go ahead and sprinkle some of that around, like, the drip line area? What do you think? I I wouldn't at this point. I'd just go, go ahead and do whatever you do for your lawn in the w- fall or winter. Yeah. Or, and not, but not do anything special for those trees. Yeah, okay. don't worry. Don't worry about the leaves falling off. Well, or uh, the new, or the new sprouts, because uh, uh, I, I, my neighbor across the way has a has a sycamore, and I uh, just last week or week before, I was noticing the same thing that you had happen on yours, happen on his, is that most of the leaves fell off. Mm-hmm. Which is normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, usually about a third of both trees fall off in July. I'm used to that. But this yeah. time it, it was just so different. And I, I had wondered, well, when I realized that I'd had that grass mowed, maybe that shocked it. And then we had to get a new tank put in for our well and a new pump about two weeks ago. But I don't think that, I don't think that, had anything to do with it other than when I was watering all the trees and everything before we got the new pump and tank, the pressure was low, so they may not have been getting as much water as I thought they were. No, a tree tree that big has a massive root system. Well, I can tell. I can tell because the biggest one that's on the west and that really shades the part of the house, uh, it has huge roots head toward the north where I have a little fish pond. And so I know it has good roots over that way. And I I know certain places along the Medina River where we used to fish, 
a place we call a deep hole because it was deep water and everything. Uh, on the opposite side, there were these skeletons of huge old sycamores, you right. know, all, yeah. as big as this, these two in my yard. But then they, well, at first they were, they still would come out every year because they were getting river water, you know, and everything. So right. anyway, well, I guess the main question then was whether I should leave the leaves on, and, I mean, leaves on the grass, and then just water with the hose on the ground. That worked. How long would you think it would be before this, they would be putting on new shoots? Will they put on new shoots for the rest of the year? I don't think so. No. Uh, once the cold weather hits, uh, those little leaf shoots will probably mm-hmm. be frozen. Yeah, and it's, okay. kind, of a, it's but, kind of a survival mechanism to yeah. drop, drop leaves uh, when it's very dry and very hot. And we kind of set, we set records for uh, uh, July and we're... It uh, looks like for uh, August, uh, so it's it's been subjected to plenty hot, it's, dry it's weather. Here, yeah. It's here with us, and I always, in the autumn, when they f- would fall naturally, I love to rake those into the areas where my several cats, feral cats, sleep, because they love those dry leaves, you know. Yeah, but this, yeah. this, this time, with all of these leaves all over the backyard, the cats look at me like, what has happen we can't walk through this stuff you know <laughs> so you just anyway. have to explain to them that yeah. they, they've got yeah. certain responsibilities and yeah. they can't yeah. have it the way they want every time that's right tell them we're all suffering from this drought yeah. well thank okay. you very much right. thank and you take it. okay interesting you uh, bet uh, appreciate you calling in 210-308-8867 210 210- 308-8867. We'll take the opportunity to take a quick break while we do. You Should have applied some molasses to this. Uh-huh. 210-308-8867. I, was, I didn't want to go there, but thank you for opening that door but again. They're, uh, <laughs> but, um, they're, they're notoriously fast growers and notoriously quick di- diets. Right. Uh, hmm. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11. And it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost. But we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-497. 3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes. So I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! 
Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh-huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. The bride is radiant. The groom is nervous. They say, I do. And the preacher says, you may kiss the bride. The tears of joy flow. These are the moments you'll treasure forever. The artistry of David Pizzat Photographers captures these moments in the most beautiful way possible. Right now, you can get David Pizzat's premier wedding package, valued at $5,500 for only $3,500, on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. President Trump says Jewish Americans who vote for Democrats demonstrate, quote, great disloyalty. It wasn't clear whether he meant disloyalty to himself, disloyalty to America, or disloyalty to Israel. I'm betting it was the third. Some Jews are Republicans and conservative, but polls and voting patterns have shown most of them vote for liberal Democrats, even though they often oppose Israel and support Palestinians who wish to destroy the Jewish state. It simply proves that for liberal Jews, liberalism is foremost and religion and culture are secondary. Anyone familiar with the history of Jewish persecution, including today, must know the Jewish people in Israel are one and the same. Both testaments prove it. For Jews to vote for and support Democrats who promote boycotts against Israel and so-called peace plans that would lead to the elimination of the country is suicide. One doesn't have to be a religious Jew to understand that Israel is fundamental to the preservation of the Jewish people. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Garden, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. All right, we got a first-time gardener on the line at 210-308-8867. we got to help Nancy out at 210-308-8867. Nancy, what's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. Uh, I am a first-time gardener. I had somebody build me a cage because we have so many varmints here on this creek, and uh, it's been wonderful. And I have, mm-hmm. but what's driving me crazy are the little bitty ants attacking my peppers. And and then I have another little quick question. Sure, all right. The other quick question well, is: uh, some of my tomatoes don't seem to be setting blooms. They're just the blooming and then blowing away or something. I don't know. Well, the tomatoes is is relatively easy because it's uh, the hot weather, where it's going to have to the temperatures at night are going to have to get a little bit more mild before the uh, flowers 
some of, some of the plants won't even put flowers out, but those that are putting them out won't won't set fruit until it cools off a little bit. But it'll be it'll be a it'll be a quick response once the you know gets down there at about I don't know seventy two at night. Okay. Uh, well, I, on the okay. on the uh, on the ants, you got a couple choices. Um, one thing that works is if you, you use a, a bait. Uh, baits aren't a lot of the baits aren't labeled for inside the garden, but you can use them around the garden. But there are there are some uh, uh, insecticides that have uh, spinosad as an active ingredient that are labeled for in the vegetable garden. So you can put them on hills that are actually in the garden. So the gardens are built up; they're raised gardens. So yeah, well, the ants will love those. The, the ants love those. Okay. Uh, it's you know it's just like containers. They really like containers too. So, what you might want is to find one of those products at your uh, favorite n- nursery or here at Millburgers that has spinosad as a active ingredient, and then just have that. You can put it on the mounds, any mounds you find in the vegetable garden. Okay. And. Uh, Get yourself one of the baits too, like Amdro, and just just apply it as per the directions around the garden, and that way okay. they'll carry the ants will carry it back to their their mound if the mounds are outside the garden. They're little bitty and they sting like the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There's a whole list of them. We were debating uh, some of those little crazy ants. Or a lot of them are going in the house. Um, oh, well, we haven't yeah, seen them we yet, but we have a good service. Yeah, we keep keeping them out. Yeah, it's an amazing, uh, what is that? Oh, Taro. Taro is a product that works in the house, which is a simple uh, product that's worked work for years and years and years, but that's one way to control them in the house. doesn't doesn't work very well out in the garden, though. Okay, so put the yeah. little, um, what was that? How do you spell it? Spin it? Spin it? Spinal sad, like S P I N O S A D, and, oh, and what S-A-D. you're looking okay. for is just one, one that's got the active ingredient is listed as spinal sad, okay. and, okay. and that usually means it's labeled for use inside the vegetable garden. Okay. Are you our usual fire ant poisons? Uh, are, are not usually labeled in the vegetable garden. You can use them in the flower garden and all that, but we yeah, don't, I'm don't use, use them. Oh, th- is this a fire ant? It's little bitty. Well, it's not. Uh, not necessarily. Yeah. Has it stung you yet? Yes. <laughs> well, then it's a fire ant. Well, it could be. a. Even those little crazy ants will sting you. No. Yes. Crazy ants won't sting. They, well, they, 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 they bite or sting or something. <laughs> well, they're not like a fire ant, and fire ant will put a little no, they're not, mold they're, on you. They don't do that. They're just like they're getting on my tender skin. <laughs> I think there's, oh gosh, your, your, your potential is about 30 different species of ants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Okay. So, well, and lots, of them, lots of them bite. The Internet said try some soap and water. We did that, but that didn't work. <laughs> That'll work. I mean, put it in a spray <laughs> bottle with liquid soap. Uh, yeah, that that lick. Sometimes the, the the liquid soap or even a spray will. If you have them on your o- okra, you can wash them off for a little while. But 
uh, the Spinosad products or the baits will work much longer. Well, I do thank you. I'm really anxious. Right. It's only going to be about a thousand dollars a tomato, but I wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you so, know, I had to build that big cage because. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad that you uh, started gardening, though. It's yeah, that's cool. Like I'm doing very well. excited. I've been listening to you all for years, and my focus <laughs> gardened, and I never paid any attention. Now I wish I had it. <laughs> that's okay. What varieties? Did she say what variety of tomatoes she was? No, she didn't. Oh, yes. I planted one of about everything that you put in the paper. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. She yeah. followed your recommendations. I'd have to get up okay. my notes to know that. I did a rodeo yeah. and, a, and uh, uh, <laughs> just one of the ones you put in the paper, about five of them. Yeah, good. good. Very good. cool. Thank yeah, you. They'll work. The they'll, they'll be setting fruit soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You take care. The best? Oh. Thank you very much. Oh, sure. You Okay. Call us back with more questions and, uh, you know, planantswers.com is a resource. Down, no I had to yeah, I had to listen two Saturdays because one time we were in the car and we couldn't get it down. <laughs> this time I got ready with the pencil and paper when you said it. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll give that number more often. Jerry always Thanks. enjoys that. Thank you. Yes, you do. Yeah. Especially Thanks when it's so, you give us it so fast. Yeah, 210. <laughs> yeah, we got that part. 308. I'm giving him time. 8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call um, to uh, to be a part of the show like uh, Nancy. 210-308-8867. Cool. Well, I wonder why Jerry and I can't remember that. We've only heard it for 22 I don't years. Know. <laughs> well, what's going on over there? Uh, the uh, I was I was looking at Calvin's article, and he he recommends uh, for uh, what's blooming now in the garden is uh, bougainvilleas and coravinca periwinkle and. Uh, uh, perennial hibiscus, and I think I think Calvin kind of liked that flare hibiscus. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, I look out out my off my uh, porch, and uh, there's that plant up there about seven <laughs> feet tall, and it's got every day has got six or eight yeah the new blue. red blooms. Yeah, and there's a lot of plants in there, peach trees and everything, but you can always see those. Yeah, Those flare blooms. Yeah, they're yeah, uh, tough. Now you describe them as red. Yeah, it's, uh, it's are yours off, red? Uh, or uh, uh, off red a little bit? Or is you, uh, you, fla- the reason it's called flare is because it has that uh, uh, pinkish red, pinkish bloom. I think of them. Of course, I'm looking out there at a yeah. Hundred feet out, but uh, I look. I'll but look, they're they're showy. Yeah, they're showy. I look closer uh, in terms of uh, let's see what can I compare them. That's a real strong. I look at them and see if I. Okay. What what are what are my alternatives? <laughs> well, like I said, the the name flyer came from like when you light a flyer on the road uh-huh. for, for your car, which is F L A R E. Yes, which is kind of a pink. Yeah, it's a it's a fluorescent pink it's all it's, it's very difficult to take a picture of that have you tried to take a picture no uh-uh. i just enjoy it of that color uh some reason messes up the messes up the camera i'll be done i mean it, it won't come through true but uh flare is a good one it's a good one 
And of course, you know. Bring where, it. Bring us a bloom tomorrow. Okay. Well, you know where I got it. What is that? Dor- Dorothy. Oh, from Dorothy. Yeah. Good for Dorothy. Yeah, Dor- and uh, I've got a, uh, a Confederate rose. Yeah. Gosh, that I uh, keeps my chainsaw and my, my sh- machete <laughs> busy. <laughs> And I'm, not, I'm sure she's bl- giggling because it it's about 12 it do- feet tall. It doesn't bloom to a fall, right? No, actually, if I leave the foliage and it's not a severe winter, it actually will start. It will have a real nice boom and boom period in the spring too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. But I, is it pink? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very big flowers, and but I, I uh, usually cut it back in the winter time so that I, otherwise it. Uh, is uh, covering covering up my peach, some of my peach trees. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, they they get they go big. They oh, go big. Yeah, they're pretty, very competitive. But uh, that flare hibiscus is uh, one of the best. And uh, maybe it's like a, I said, maybe from. I've got a uh, special variety. Yeah, you uh, may have a special. It's that that would be red because flare has that neon pink color. The original I, flare. I may not be as. Because uh, uh, I think I think at one time we made a selection of a red flare. Uh, flare. Neat uh, thing about it is it's uh, it's practically sterile. In other words, it doesn't doesn't make seeds, so it keeps blooming. Uh, but every now and then it'll make some seed, and those seed will come back with a, a good hibiscus. Hmm. Unlike more grindy. Uh but uh we had a red flare seedling that uh we had on the market for a little while. That may be what you got. Well, cuz Dorothy may have gotten access. Yeah, to it. Man, she may have gotten it. Uh and, but it's red. Okay, well we'll take a little, I'll try to remember to bring one tomorrow. And it's uh at the the original flare uh was a uh, smaller growing, and uh, see, you said yours is huge. Well, to me, it is. You know, about between yeah. seven and eight feet tall. Yeah, that, see that. I, I bet that's red flare. Congratulations! You can't buy that anymore. Huh? <laughs> Thanks, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, I want to warn everybody about the water and their fruit trees. I saw some fruit trees. Somebody would buy fruit trees just a while ago here at the nursery. and uh, But even your established fruit trees, and I told, I told the story a couple of weeks ago where I walked out and uh, saw my Asian jasmine under my satsumas was, was Wilton. dry, wilting. And I came in, rushed into the radio program and said, tell everybody to water. And you, you forgot. And I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And the next time I went out there, the tree, the whole tree was wilted. And that, that, that scares me. To, and it's got fruit, some fruit on it. Last year was my fruiting year. Or the, uh, yeah, last, last fall. And uh, so I watered it quickly. Uh, it's on a shallow soil, so I watered it quickly. And uh, it's it's still looking good a week or two a week or so later. So I think adding about an inch of water a week 
or maybe definitely every two weeks will uh, help your fruit trees. Yeah, it really makes a difference in mine uh, now that I've become more generous in terms of watering them with my drip system. Um, Just, you know, full, large leaves. Yeah. Full leaves. And then, then of course, in the spring it makes a big difference because you're you're going to have a fruit, blooms <laughs> and fruit, yeah. And it makes a difference with the satsuma because you won't have fruit that doesn't have juice in it. Uh, we get a lot of calls from people that said, well, uh, uh, I've got fruit, and uh, when I peel it, it's dry. Mm. It, the, the, the juice sacks are empty. And that uh, was an indication of uh, of drying it out. Now, people just don't think about the water in their trees in the uh, in yeah. the summer. Yeah, the season's over, and they're kind of taking a rest, and yeah. thinking their trees are taking a rest too. But <laughs> the trees are are developing their their buds for next spring. Yeah, my my uh, satsuma is about the size of a marble. Now. Green, dark green. Yeah, minor too, a big, relatively large mine. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Kevin, then uh, this week in the garden talks about uh, uh, chinch bugs. Mentioned that uh, that hot brown, uh, verify that brown areas in the hottest part of the lawn are dried out by hand. Are dried out by hand watering them every day for a week. Yeah, I think most of the brown patches are related to the the water. Yeah, but if you uh, it does not green up, chinch bugs maybe chinch bugs. Bermuda and the grass that go dormant because lack of water will quickly recover when the rains return. Uh, are we? Uh, it's it's September, you know. It's, it's hard it's hard to believe it's September, and uh, it's about time to start planting wildflower seeds. Oh wow! <laughs> we need to get John. We need to call John Thomas maybe tomorrow, and uh, see when they plant their wildflower seed. But it's. Uh, I think, as a matter of fact, I, I think they only show three tasks there. And I think the fourth one was wildflowers, and they didn't. Maybe they didn't have room for it. No, no, it wasn't. It's not there. It says uh, it, the fourth one is express expect the monarch migrants to pass through San Antonio over the next few months. Have good nectar sources available for the landscape, such as mist flower, lantana, duranta, zinnias. Uh, salvias, porter weed. Look at him. He put porter weed in them. He likes that porter weed. Yeah. <laughs> porter weed, fall aster, mint marigold, and Mexican flame vine meet the need and most av- available in bloom at local nur- at nursery, at area nurseries. So uh, you, you kind of got to expect uh, to take care of uh, take care of the uh, migrating monarchs uh, when they come through. Uh, Durant, and, are Durantas still on sale here? 
Durantus? Um, I don't. I yes. Don't, are they? got the blue flower. And yeah, they sure are. Fourteen eighty-eight in the twelve-inch pot. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's a great butterfly plant. As I was walking by them, uh, I guess last week, I noticed that they're filling up with berries. They're, they're uh, really already berries on yeah, them. These uh, let's see, Duranta, Brazilian skyflower, rapid-growing, dense shrub with profu- a profusion of pendulous flowers with colors varying from light blue to purple. Blooms all summer with heavy cl- clusters of yellow berries in the fall. And those berries are, are now forming. Now, the, the thing's been in room for weeks. But uh, if you look closely, you see those little yellow berries being yeah, formed. Yeah, they, they generally maintain a bloom pretty much into the fall, too. So, right. So you can count on them because that um, the monarchs will cover them. Monarchs and the queens and... Uh, uh, all the other varieties you got. The pipe vine swallowtails. Yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11. And it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost. But we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-497. 3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? What about a month? A year? How soon before you'd lose everything you've worked so hard for in a fraction of the time it took you to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. You can start with the workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com and find your true financial peace. Like so many of our members already have, go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. This is Mark Sadowski for Mark Sadowski Jewelers. Do you have a chain or a bracelet with a clasp that isn't secure? Do you have a ring with a prong that snags on your clothing? Do you have a cluster ring with a stone missing? These are common problems that Mark Sadowski Jewelers can fix for you. Another common problem is having a ring that no longer fits properly. I believe that Mexican food shrinks rings. Holding a taco will do it every time. Bring your jewelry problems to Mark Sadowski and we'll fix or replace that clasp. Fix the prong that snags. Replace the missing stone and size that ring so it does fit. And right now, at Mark Sadowski Jewelers, you'll get a 20% discount simply for asking. Mark Sadowski Jewelers on Northwest Military Highway. 
a family tradition since 1933. That's 85 years. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. In twilight glow I see Blue eyes crying in the rain When we kissed goodbye and part I knew we'd never and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. Ed, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh-oh, we're not hearing Ed. Um, Ed, you there? There's Ed. All right. Thanks, Ed. What's going on? Uh, well, I've got a, a, a question and a comment. Um, first, I've got three kinds of asparagus. I think it's uh, Martha Washington, Purple Passion, and Jersey Giant. Which right. one would be the best, uh, in you guys' opinion, to uh, you know use as the primary, uh, you know, in my garden? Jersey Giant. Jersey, Jersey Giant is the first uh, was the first uh, all male hybrid uh, asparagus. It's, it's very difficult to find. Mo- most people just sell Mary Washington and Martha Washington. Right. Well, I have Martha Washington and the Purple Passion, but and I have the Jersey Giant too, so I can choose either ones I want there. Right now, they're growing, have been growing for a while in gallon pots. So, uh, oh, okay, they're in containers, huh? Right. Get them in, get them in the ground. 
Okay, yeah. well, that's what I'm planning, but I just wanted to make sure I was, uh, you know, given the proper, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, you'll have a, have a lot more uh, of those great big uh, spears uh, from Jersey Giant than you would. Now, I'm not familiar with the, the Purple. other one you mentioned. But uh, I know Jersey Giant is uh, the original hybrid. Okay. All right. Well, then that's when I'll, uh, um, you know, I'll try that and see how. It yeah. Works. All right. How long now. has it? How long has it been in containers? Oh, probably year or two. Okay, you might be able to divide it. Oh yeah, I'm, I mean uh, the containers are, you know, full of roots. But I was just going to put them in a in a larger container, like a bathtub size uh, container. Okay, when you not when you take them out of the uh, take them out of the large container. Let's say you're taking Jersey John out of the large container. Go ahead and and separate those roots. They they look like. Spiders, right? They look spiders on, on top of spiders, and so right. you can plant. You can plant each spider and have a new plant, different plant. Okay. Yeah, I'll try that too. Yeah, that worked. Okay, let me. Um, you guys were talking about uh, molasses. I had a molasses feeder for cows, and a couple of possums figured out how to break into it. Yeah, and uh, once they get in that molasses, you know the mo- molasses just sucks all the water out of them and dehydrates. Mm. So I ended up with two candied possums. Now, are you teasing us? No, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, they're, that's what happens to them. They just dehydrate, uh, and the uh, molasses preserves them. Just perfectly, you know. But there you go. Well, that's a, I, that's a good use of molasses. I've so never heard it. that. Exactly. Well, candied uh, possum. Yeah, candied possum. <laughs> the possums did it themselves. They just broke into there. I guess they could figure out that there was something in there that had nutritional value, but they made oh, a yeah. of getting in it. You know, that'll work. Huh. Yep. You might want to do that for your uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Yeah. Get your, catch your possum and then feed him feed it molasses until it candies, and then you can have it for your Christmas dinner. Do you have recipes on? Uh, I don't have that. I, I can I can put that on there. I'll look online and see if there are any candied candy possum recipes. <laughs> I doubt if there is. You only hear that on our radio program. I think so. That's right. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. No, I just find how to cook a possum. Do you? Preheat oven to 350 degrees. Clean the possum. Uh-huh. Trim excess fat. Wash inside and out with warm water. Okay. Drain and pat dry. Yeah. Rub the possum with salt and pepper inside and out. That's just for seasoning. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lay the possum on its back in a roasting pan. There you go. Oh, sprinkle the inside and outside with flour. Do they say the cut cut the head off, or do you do you cook the head too? Well, I got a. I had to 
change the thing. So hold on, let's see. <laughs> where where did it go? Uh, oh, there's possum pot pie. Is there you go. Possum pot pie recipe, possum and sweet potatoes. There you go. Where to go? That's not my website, is it? No. Oh, no, okay. no, no. This is a. Uh, let's see. Soak. Uh, what was the uh, soak possum in cold water for ten hours? <laughs> is there? Oh, this one? is for stuffed possum. Is there the, one on uh, road roadkill possum? Uh, no. <laughs> the 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 also the important thing on a possum. Yeah. Is to feed it up. In other words, because uh, you know, a possum is a scavenger. Yeah. So, uh, like if you were going to eat a buzzard, uh, you would want to feed the buzzard or feed the possum for a, a month or so, uh, so you know what it had in its system. And that'll make your dogs real happy that you got a <laughs> possum in a cage. <laughs> but uh, anyway, getting back to the, the horticulture part of it. Uh, Neil, <laughs> Neil kind of got uh, got a said, was bad on the banana question. Oh wait, yeah. wait, wait! Hang on, we got to get Manny on the line. I didn't see Manny. Oh, okay. So hang on to the banana, because yeah, that's going to be. I've heard other people talking about the banana blight. Yeah, before. yeah. Manny's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Almost missed you, Manny. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. What's uh, going on, Manny? Is, is the timing okay to plant kale seed now? Plant what now? Kale, kale seed. Kale. Kale? Yeah. Yes, sir. So that's by seed. Yeah. I yeah, I think. Yes? Um, whether it'll uh, come up or not. Uh, well. You'll, you'll have better luck waiting two to three weeks. Oh, I could wait two to three weeks. I could wait. Two okay. Weeks. Yeah, okay. kale won't freeze. Now they are uh, the kale transplants won't will be here freeze. in a few weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Wow. Oh, you can. That's uh, what I need. Were you trying to? Could he? Could he uh, plant it in the in the air conditioned area and have it come up? No. Yeah. If you want, if you absolutely wanted to do it by seed, just plant it. I in want. The, I want to try it by seeds, and I'll do it in two to three weeks. Yeah. I just feel like doing. it. You know. Okay, but I mean, because you're, because you're going to have uh, kale transplants on the market in that two or three weeks too. So if you want to, right. if you want to get ahead of the transplants, you or come in at the same time, you would plant it, plant it now. I've done the in, transplant before, but you know, I was kind of raised on kale, and I, yeah. I've never. I've never grown it from seed, and I really want to try it. It's no problem. Uh, the The main problem that people have is planting it too deep. Okay. Planting it too early while it's still hot. Okay, how deep should I plant it? Uh, no more than a quarter of an inch, just right up, kind of almost on top of the soil. That's what I needed, my friend. Thank you very, very much, man. You sure, are welcome. Let us know how it comes. Yeah. With olive oil and garlic. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And uh, n- nothing. And pork fat. Uh, yeah, nothing to dilute it. No, no collards or uh, <laughs> chard uh, or something so that I, you can. I'm a kale. I'm a tag. I'm not whatever. I'm not <laughs> well, so, some people say kale is collard. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a, a different name. 
and t- in a terms of uh, a little more. Yeah, tender. right. Of course, there's. I, I, I suppose there's. There are different 15, kinds of kale. Fifteen kinds of kale yeah. and a few, at least a few kinds of collards. But uh, I really like the taste of collards. Uh, yeah, kale is not my favorite. Uh, the uh, the plant breeder in Arkansas, when we went up there to see his spinach, uh, yeah. he since passed away, had developed... He ate too much kale. I, I don't or know. Molasses. Had developed some of the most beautiful uh, collards that you've ever seen in your life. I mean, That's they what were I'm saying. beautiful. He's a Cajun. Man. He's Cajun, <laughs> I'm Italian. I eat kale. Now, kale... Kale, some of those kale varieties are spectacular. Yeah. Very attractive. Thanks, Manny. Bye, Manny. Thank you very much. Good talking. All right. Hey, we only have a minute left. You want to hold on to the banana stuff till tomorrow? I shall do that. You want Dennis to do any research on the... On this forest? On the molasses or the no, bananas? the bananas in the meantime. I had a, somebody sent me an article on that, but uh, yeah. I don't know what I've done with it. Well, Dennis, I'll help check. us out here to see what you can find on the banana blight. It's serious. Yeah, it is. It's like I've heard other people talking about it. Yeah. So, All right. Thank you, Dennis, in, in advance, if, <laughs> if you can, if you're still listening right now. All right, 210-308-8867 is the number to call tomorrow because we're going to say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al. Hopefully your rain songs worked, Al. Uh, but we're going to say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you back here at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.